Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 226 of Stream of Thought. And we are back after a month-long hiatus, and oh my goodness, we have so much to catch up on. Anywhere from my experiences in Chicago and Florida, back to New Jersey, to Victor's experiences out in California. It is crazy stuff. That's right. Ricks and I catch up on a couple things, what's been going on the last month. And we talk about a little story that happened when I was visiting back home. We all have that one friend who tries to get away with a couple things. And the worst thing is, they don't even realize it. So with that being said, episode number 226 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> so, <laughs> just want to let you know, I am recording with my phone right now. We can uh -oh. get to the reason uh -oh. as to why in a second here, but I first want to commend you on that freaking haircut that you have. That looks pretty cool. Oh, there is a story behind that, my friend. Oh my goodness. All right, well, let's let the storytelling begin. All right, so even though we've been off for, uh, for a little bit, uh, quite a bit has happened, but I think the most uh, entertaining story of them all... So I hadn't gotten a haircut in like two months. And so I think the last time that we talked, I still hadn't had a haircut for a while and I was starting to notice it. And so, you know, cause I had gone back um, in late November, went back to Chicago for um, like a week or something like that, then ended up going down to Florida. And silly me, I did not schedule a haircut with our, our longtime barber, Sue, to come over and do my haircut. And we also have I also have my razor that I could do it myself. And so even if I screwed up on it, it would still be, you know, another two, two and a half weeks before I had to be in any public appearance. Silly me, I forget. And so I go down to Florida and have no way to cut my hair. And uh, then I head back to New Jersey. Like, we had our big Christmas service and concert and stuff like that um, on Sunday. And so I had gotten back about three days before then. And I look at myself in the mirror, and my hair is just like, it's, it's bad. And so I think to myself, okay, Joe's super busy right now. I'm just going to try and do this myself. I've done it before, and it's never, it's never been an issue. It's been fine. It's been tolerable. So I use, I use the buzzer. It's like a, a number three or something like that, which is fine. That's pretty typical. But then... How do I deal with the sides? Because he, the razor that he has here is missing a couple of ones, so I'm not able to do a two on the sides, a little bit shorter. So I decide to use my beard trimmer, and it strips off hair to the point where you can see my skull. It was like a military haircut, and I'm looking at myself, and I'm doing this Dude, like, you got yourself a fade! It was, yeah, no, and so it's been about a week since this has happened, so it's been growing in, but this was all basically gone just around the ears <laughs> and i'm freaking so out. so you you got yourself a fade but the fade had to grow in to become a fade so normally where there so right above your ear and above your sideburn it was totally bare skin it was pretty straight much up that. military I mean, style it was yeah it was wow. it was so blonde that it looked like it was basically just skin and this was saturday night before our sunday concert and i'm looking in the mirror and I'm thinking, oh my God, like I literally almost had a panic attack. I was looking at myself and, oh, it's just, it was so noticeable. I, if I walked into a room, people would look at me 
and their eyes would go directly. You were looking like a jabroni. <laughs> directly there. And so, okay. Because Sue's favorite saying, our barber's favorite saying is always, you know, we can always take more off. We just can't put more back on. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, crap. I committed the cardinal sin of just too much what am I going to do? What am I going to do? This is horrible because I'm I'm going to be sitting up there at the front. We have like seven clergy members who are going to be there, like a hundred parishioners. And uh, I'm going to be up there with Joe doing a good portion of the service. And I guarantee you <laughs> if I stand up there and it's going to be live stream too to another couple hundred people. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. There's got to be a solution. And no there's one's going to pay solution. attention. No one's going to pay attention to the service. Everyone's going to be talking about that guy's haircut. <laughs> did you see the father yeah i did well, I, I... <laughs> so you know me my my polish blood i always believe that there is a solution to any problem and i, I it took me like an hour i was thinking what could i do you know how can i do this well <laughs> my solution was we have uh you know you know how we burn incense and stuff like that we have charcoal and so I went into the chapel, I grabbed one of those little circles of charcoal, and in, in the evening, I was just, I wanted to see how it looked. And so I'm like rubbing charcoal across the hair that's still there, trying to just darken it just enough, just enough, so that it is not a distraction from the service. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it could, like, it looks better than it did. It could look so much worse. And so uh, I'm like, all right whatever it's it's too late right now in, in the morning i'm gonna get up early and of course i'm not sleeping well because i'm just thinking to myself what have i done why have i done this this is just this is the worst possible outcome so in the morning i, I do my shower and all that and i'm like all right fuck it here it goes i'm trying it and so i'm rubbing charcoal but of course you know trying to get it around the ear here it's getting all on my ears as well and like all these little like specks everywhere it's creating a mess also in the bathroom like there's little flakes of charcoal all over the place I was able to get it just manageable enough um, that no one, like, when I saw Joe in the morning and we were prepping stuff up, it took him, like, 15 minutes. Like, oh, hey, you got a haircut. Uh, and so I felt I felt a little bit better about that. No one no one else actually mentioned anything. But I was I was in a panic the entire time. It's like, oh, my God, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And it, it ended up working out well enough that no one mentioned anything. So I consider that to be a win. But it was the most... I mean, really, almost having a heart attack uh, for the biggest service of the entire year. How I could have been so stupid to think, <laughs> yeah, no, I can just do this myself and then improvise, improvise with my hair the night before something as, as huge as that. So we got through it, and it, it's grown in. So it's it's actually a fade now. We're faded, so it, it's uh, it's manageable. But, bro, that was never again, never again. Oh, it was the panic that I I looked in the mirror. Dude, you're you're never going to believe this. So in college, one of my friends, we he was uh getting a haircut. One of my my roommate in college, he would give haircuts to some of the guys and we would just be in the bathroom in the fraternity and he would give, you know, give him haircuts. And we had the following morning our pictures were going to be taken for our for the giant portrait for the fraternity, right? And the school year and my buddy is cutting my friend's hair cutting it cutting it cutting it goes to do the 
goes to do the sideburn, like, you know, exactly that, the taper, he forgets to put the guard, one of the guard on. <laughs> completely the same thing. Bald. Bald completely erases the sideburn and about an inch or a half inch above the ear line. And the look on his face, my goodness, one of a kind. And my friend, the one who was getting the haircut, he has black hair. And so he ended up, they ended up after the haircut was all done, they ended up taking a black Sharpie and filling it in and, you know, creating a sideburn and filling it in where the hair was cut. And we went around and we would ask other fraternity brothers, like, hey, what do you think of Hyatt's haircut? And they're like, oh, yeah, it looks good. It looks good. Do you, not- did, do you notice anything? And like, no, it looks, it looks fine. It, lo- it looks good. <laughs> Nobody freaking noticed until we would tell them it's colored in with Sharpie. And then everyone would be like, oh, my gosh, you can't even tell. And it was the night before photos were being taken. Yeah, dude. My goodness. That was so funny. I mean, that's, I cannot believe I, okay. And, and that is like a one of a kind story. And I cannot believe I just heard pretty much the exact same story just now. Well, the night before the biggest service of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> Charcoal. just, Oh God. Well, and I feel like that, that is so much more acceptable if you're like a kid and it's oh. like, God, I'm a, I'm a full grown adult. What the hell? But we got through it. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So yeah, that was that that was probably the most entertaining story that I had over the course of the past month. <laughs> wow. So let me give you I'll give you a small little tidbit of something that just happened about ten minutes ago. So as you know, my laptop, my Apple laptop is on the verge of death. It's on its deathbed. And nowadays I really don't use it really at all that much. I just use my HP, which I use for trading because I have it connected to the monitors and it's so much easier for internet internet and everything. Because also with my Apple computer, something happened where I got a virus, which is extremely rare for Apple computers because they're so well protected. And so when I search things on Google, it already it automatically directs me to like Bing or some other <laughs> fucking oh, inferior search engine. And so... And we've had the we've had the discussion where when my computer runs out of battery and dies, how the camera no longer works. So to troubleshoot, I have to restart the computer, right? And because I hadn't used this computer in like seven days, it's just been sitting on my floor. And before I left for my run this morning, I was like, oh, let me make sure I plug it in, get it charged up. And I come home, open it up, get it charged up. And uh, of course, what happens is I need to, I know right off the bat, I need to restart it so that we're not having, you know, a 20 minute delay in recording while we're waiting for me to get the camera working. So I, I charge it up, I open it, I turn it on. Dude, it's totally frozen. It says it's at 90% still from Wednesday, December 1st, 11.32 p.m. My mouse is not moving. And this might be it. This this might be it. I, I'm going to, at a, 
uh, after we're done recording, I'm gonna try turning it off and turning it back on again. But normally, when the computer dies, it's charging, and I turn it on, it'll show the last date and time, you know, that the computer was on before it died, and then within a few moments, it resets to the current day and time. If you know it happened yesterday or the day before, and nope. So I don't really know what's going on with this. I don't think there's anything on this computer that I absolutely must have. I did back everything up recently to my uh, to an external hard drive, but I don't know, man. I think this might be it. I think this might be it. And just to reiterate, I know I've told you before, I bought this computer in 2012, I believe. It's 2012 in the spring, I bought it refurbished. The model is a late 2008. Oh, yeah. So I mean, you, you've managed to make that survive thing, longer than I could possibly fathom. Right? So that's got about 13 years of life. And uh, it's about to meet its end. That is unheard of, man. I'm, I am genuinely impressed that you were able to uh, literally juice the last bit of energy out of it that you possibly could. That's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I had the feeling, which is why a while back, I mean, I don't know when it was, maybe like a month ago or so, I uh, made sure to back everything up again. And so if I need to, I can just take that and, you know, get a new Apple computer, have everything. I don't think there's anything on there that is in, that I need desperately. You know, I'm not tripping. If it dies, it dies. But keep looking back at it. Like, <laughs> man, it's been a journey. It, it, it's it, been a journey. So, so many wonderful memories with that laptop, especially when it comes to stream of thought. Oh, well. And it's well, crazy now because it's like, it feels so heavy, right? Because my <laughs> HP is super light, but that computer feels so heavy and it looks so old compared to the computers that are out there now. But my goodness, 2008, that was so long ago. So so when you so, get, so when you get a new ago. one, are you planning on getting like a 2021 model and hoping that that lasts another 15 years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I don't need another computer right now, but if I get another one, I don't think I would want to get like a 2016 or a 2017 model because the, it just the technology just moves too fast. So I would get the latest, newest computer and do the same thing. Hold on to it until it dies. Were you still getting like software updates and stuff like that? No, I can't get software updates on that. That stopped several years ago. That, that I think I think the latest I think the latest iOS I have on that is El Capitan. <laughs> I know that so, was the, that was the case with my old iPhone too. Is that it's like we will not be offering updates for like it was it wasn't for the phone itself. It was for like apps or whatever. We no longer support the iPhone 4s or something right. like that. So, right. All right. But speaking of updates, dude, Apple didn't update. The weather app is freaking awesome. Have you seen that? The Does your what model phone do you have? It's the, the new weather app that they success, did. Yeah, yeah, I know. I use the weather app all the time. Dude, the weather app is so cool. Have you messed with it or does your your my mom's phone was like my mom's doesn't have the same update as mine cuz I think she has an older phone as well. Oh, okay. So no, I use the weather channel app. I don't use the actual iPhone weather. Oh. App. So go into the weather 
the Apple Weather app. It tells you, it shows you an image of the sunrise and sunset, like how, where where the sun is at the current time yeah. uh, in the sky. And it's got this whole, dude, it looks freaking awesome. It just looks freaking awesome. That's but, that's what the Weather yeah. Channel has too. So yeah, I don't know. I because I was like I was messing between both the the Apple Weather app and then the the Weather mm-hmm. Channel one. I I definitely prefer the Weather Channel, but that's just me. Okay, <laughs> I'll tr- I'll give it a shot. So what else is new? So you overcame the giant obstacle of the biggest service of the year. Yeah. You were in Florida for a while. How was that? When was it that you came back to New Jersey? How is it adjusting? Coming back to uh, winter, I guess you can say, as opposed to, you know, quote unquote, winter in Florida. So, uh, yeah, it was I mean, it was nice being able to stop back in Chicago for a little bit and just spend a bit of time with my family. Um, My dad had gone down. He ended up going down a couple days before me uh, because my grandmother was. She she had I don't know if I had mentioned this uh, on the podcast before, but and I actually talked with her before I left Florida. I'm like, I'm definitely going to be telling some of these stories on the podcast. She's like, oh, fine, whatever. Uh, So she had um, like her uh, hip replacement. And so this followed both last year. She had um, like spinal surgery. And then two years ago, she had her entire shoulder replaced. And so she's more machine than human now, uh, which is kind of funny. But. So this was, it turns out that her entire hip joint had totally disintegrated and the bones were like rubbing on each other for like over the past year. And so she's been feeling increasing pain and finally went in and they did a, an x-ray or whatever, MRI, whatever they call it. And they're like, yeah, your hip is basically gone. And so they had to install the, like this entire, you know, the, the new hip replacement, but then this entire like metal thing like down her leg as well. So she was in the hospital recovering from that surgery for, uh, had to have been, I think it was like over a week. I can't remember exactly how long. And uh, so luckily she has relatives who are down there as well and were able to visit her in the hospital, make sure that everything was taken care of. My dad came down, looked after her. Um, but basically she was she was bedridden for a significant period of time. And so her muscles atrophied and so the whole thing getting her home and stuff like that the whole goal was to start rebuilding the muscles and the surgery went well and that was all great so my sister and i my sister and i ended up uh, uh aligning our flight schedule so that we had seats next to each other going down together and she was able to stay only for i think it was four days something like that mm-hmm. and uh that flight was very interesting because we ended up I think it was United that we flew on, ended up sitting, we had, in theory, it was, I had a window seat and she had a middle seat, but we get to our seat and there is somebody who appears that they had some sort of mental disability sitting in my seat. And so we were just like, okay, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna mess with it. He's like yelling on the phone, not wearing his mask, all that sort of thing. So, you know, the kind of person that you'd expect to get kicked off a flight, um, and so it's like, okay, I've seen enough news stories that we're not we're not going to mess with. The type of person that would help United get in another, get another headline. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just like it's just not worth it. Whatever. But then, of course, in the flight, because part of the reason why I like the window seat is that I don't have to move in case somebody needs to go to the bathroom. This dude is chugging water like the entire time. Goes to the bathroom like three times over the course of a two and a half hour flight. And here, I'm trying to just, you know 
I, I like to sleep on a flight, and so every every half an hour he's getting up and going to the bathroom. It's like, oh my god, whatever. But we get there and end up going down. Uh, my grandmother is probably one of the strongest women that I know, but she is also incredibly stubborn. And so she's she's trying to walk with her walker. I mean, she's half using. We have a little like wheelie thing. It's not a wheelchair, but it's kind of a, a portable thing that she can sit on and we can roll her around when needed. So after the with first tennis couple... balls on the bottom of it. Yeah, I know that. I know those models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's a thing to help him the thing to help him walk, but if they need to, it also got has a little pad that can flip down for them to take a seat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind kind of like that. And so uh for the first couple of days, we were wheeling around, she was able to walk a little bit, very very slow. But then we get her back in her bed, and here's here's the here's the interesting part is that she is somebody who does not take medication. She doesn't take pain medication. She doesn't do any sort of you know things that would alter her mental state. Well, because this was a pretty intensive procedure, they had her on some pretty intense pain med medication, and we didn't realize this was going to take a couple of days to wear off. And so when she would wake up. Uh, having to go to the bathroom or something like that, she wouldn't know where she was or when she, when it was or anything like that. But she would also forget that she had just had surgery. And so I think it was the first night that she was back. Uh, she tried to get out of the bed herself and ended up falling on the ground. <laughs> like nothing, no injuries. Like there was there was nothing like that. But here, you know, my sister, my dad, and I are rushing into the room having to pick her up off the ground and, and get her on the chair to get her to the bathroom and stuff like that. And it was, yeah, just a very interesting experience. After the next couple of days, though, things got better, and there were no, you know, no further complications until... Uh, so it turns out that the day that my both my dad and my sister left and they were taking the same flight back was my birthday. And so happy birthday to me where... It was, yeah, it was just a weird experience because they, they had done a lot of work. We had kind of split the work between the three of us, just making sure that she was taken care of. And they were there for about half the day. And so afterwards, then it fell to me to try and assist in pretty much a 24-7 care, caregiver type situation. And I think it was the day after my birthday that my grandmother decided oh okay let me try and take a take a shower or whatever and so she the proud woman that she is was like you are not you are not going to see me naked you are not you know we're going to call over one of you one of your your aunts or uncles and they're going to help me in turns out uh her sister who came over my aunt uh recently had some shoulder injuries herself and so here she's trying to help my grandmother into the bathtub not fully able to support her, and obviously you know exactly what's going to happen there. She just, oh she just, she, she, she falls down, but again, she falls but is not injured. She just has a little bruise on her rump, and here, you know, I'm rushing in, and it's just like at this point, you know, she's wrapped in a towel, so it's all good. And I'm just like, all right, this is this is not going to happen again without me. And so I literally, thank God, I have a little bit of strength left uh, in my life. I just pick her up put her on the chair, get her back, and it's all well and good. But, dude, over the course of those two weeks, I was probably getting about anywhere between four and five hours of sleep, interrupted sleep, too, because I'd have to get up about three times a night to help her to the bathroom, and um, and then trying to fall back asleep and all that was, 
it was probably I was I was telling Joe and and my parents about this. I said this is this probably ranks in the top five most challenging two weeks of my life. Um, like for all the shit that I've had to deal wow. with, it was it was pretty intense, man. But we got through it, and I've been I've been getting updates. She's getting better. Um, she's able to walk now without the knee brace, and so hopefully within the next couple of weeks, she's able to transition from the walker to a cane. So you know. Luckily, God, God has been gracious and not allowing some of these little falls, bumps, and bruises to kind of interfere with the recovery program, other than the fact that it's going a little slower than anticipated. So, yeah, it, it, it was like, and that's part of the reason, too. I really wanted to record while I was down in Florida, but I just, I literally just did not have any energy left whatsoever. So, um, I've been able to recover a bit. That sucks to sleep that little and have to, and then on top of sleeping that little, you're being interrupted. So you never really sleep. Yeah, it was, it was, it was rough, man. I mean, and I'm somebody who I love my sleep, but, uh, you know, I, I will do yeah. anything for family. And so it was, I, I'm so glad because I hadn't seen her in about two and a half years anyway, since before the pandemic started. And, and oh, wow. That, yeah. So it was, it was nice just to, to be able to spend some time with her and, Got got a lot of opportunity to just catch up on stuff and help around the house, put up her Christmas decorations, um, and so then at the at the very end, my dad ended up coming in the day before I was going to leave, so we traded off again, and so he's down there now. We're going to see if he's able to make it back before Christmas, but um, yeah, family is everything, man. So now, are you? How do you feel leaving Florida? Is that a relief, or are you just trading one poison for another? <laughs> Not to say that taking care of your grandma is poison, but I mean, it's a, it, I'm sure it, you were happy to help, but at the same time, it sounds like a huge burden to like exert all that mental and physical energy to take care of someone else. And then it's like you leave, so you don't have to do that, but then you're back in the house of madness. Well, so, and that's the thing too, while I was in Florida is that I ended up getting like three weddings over the two weeks that I was there. Uh, and so I'm communicating with wedding couples, trying to help with the, the church concert and stuff like that that's coming up. And so I've got work on top of being there on a, on a perpetual basis. By the way, she wakes up at like 5.30 in the morning, every morning, and, it, you know, but then she'll go back for a nap at like 9 o'clock or something like that. It's like 5.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. Like, why? <laughs> like... Uh, but yeah, so coming back to Florida, that, or coming back from, from Florida to Jersey has been, yeah, it's been, uh, it was, it was, I, I would think that that's probably an accurate way to put it, trading one madness for another. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what, what else is going on, man? I, I feel like there, there has to be some, uh, some fun experiences that you've had over the course of the past. Oh yeah. Month. So one, okay. So one really fun experience that I had was last week, last Friday was the first time I went to a new skate, a new roller skate scene. So normally I go to Venice beach or the hockey rink in the outdoor hockey rink in Mar Vista, which is like the little town right next to Venice. And those are usually the, the two, my two go-to spots. And I went to downtown LA in, uh, in little Tokyo, right in front of the, one of the museums. And they have people that skate there every Friday night and it was freaking awesome. It was just cool to be in a completely different setting 
and several people, there are a handful of people that I knew that were there, uh, but it was a lot of people that I didn't know, and it was really cool because it was a totally different scene, and you're in the city, and so you can see the buildings and everything, and they have, uh, in front of the museum, like, they arrange cinder blocks, uh, and so you can kind of sit down on the, almost like benches, like a little bench. So they have these cinder blocks arranged. Then there were a lot of like, there's just a lot of foliage in front of the museum. And so it was just like a super cool scene. And what sucks is I lived super close to downtown without traffic, 10 minutes with traffic, like 40 minutes. And it's just like, luckily I didn't drive last week. Someone else drove last week, but it's like fucking terrible to drive in traffic but there's free parking after 7 30 and so we could we were all there like we couldn't believe like oh my gosh free parking downtown what 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 this is this is amazing this is amazing and so we got really excited about that and uh i've been what else have i been doing i had stuff it's funny because i should have written stuff down because some stuff happens and it's like oh i gotta I got to write this or I'll, I'll remember it. Right. And then, so I, I was actually I looking do. because you had sent me, you had sent me a text. Uh, I want to talk about how the check got split evenly. I have input. Oh, that's right. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. So this is fucking hilarious. Okay. So when I was back home in November, right, you, me, and Neil oh, hanging out God. in the gazebo. Oh, I should not have brought this up. And, oh, and Neil God. says, let's go, let's go to Main Street Pub. I'll buy you guys a drink. Did he not say that? He said that. I'll buy you guys a, a, a drink. drink. So we go to the bar, right? And we get a round of drinks. Okay. And after I finish my beer, I decide to get another one because I finished mine before you guys. Right. Right. And then you guys are like, oh, we'll, we'll get another one too. And then at the same time that I ordered my second beer, I ordered, I don't know what it was, like a basket of French fries yeah, or yeah, something like fries. that. Right. French fries. And then... I think Neil also ordered something. I don't know what it was, but going into when the going into the check situation, I was thinking, okay, Neil said he would buy a drink for you and I. So I was like, okay, you know, I will buy my second drink and I will buy the basket of fries because I ordered that, you know, even to share with people. Even right? And I would say I ate at least half of it, but I ordered for anyone to share. And so you had gone to the bathroom and the waitress comes and she's like, uh, uh, what is it like? Oh, do you guys want the check? Should I split the check or put it all on one or split it evenly or, or what? And Neil's like, split it evenly. And so I'm my first thought. My very first thought, Rick's is not going to like this. <laughs> Rick's is not going to like How this. How could you possibly guess? Also, also because I've, and I'm sure you've been there too, on more than one occasion, we're out and he'll be like, 
oh, let's, you know, I'll buy this round, you buy that round, I'll buy that. Let's you know, do shots. Fine rounds. I'll, like, I'll, dude, get, I'll get a round of shots Oh, no, us. no, but it's like, yeah. dude, I'm just ordering a beer, you know, 6 to $8 per beer, and he'll be ordering his cocktails anywhere from, you know, 10 to $15. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm not paying for your cocktails, right? Especially when it's just like, it, okay, right? Everyone's probably been there before. Anyway... Uh, she, she brings the, the check split evenly three ways and I'm like, whatever. And I'm not going to say who fucking cares. Da, 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 da. Sign tip done. And I, I kept, I always keep a copy of the receipt and like, I think later that night or the next day, I'm looking at the receipt this is essentially what happened. Uh, I I paid for my my fair share. All right. I then um, I then assumed like okay, this turned into a situation where like what I I pretty much paid for my two beers and the French fries, right? Even though he was like, I'll buy you guys a drink, and I'm thinking pay for my beer and the French fries. I ended up paying for both my beers and the French fries. Whatever. So essentially what happens is when it got split evenly, nothing happened to me. I still paid my shit. But essentially what happened was you subsidized his portion of the uh, of the check. That's pretty much what happened. Well, because I was figuring it out and – and it came to that point too, where it's just like, okay, you know, we've been drinking. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw a tantrum. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I, I said my piece, and you guys were like, just chill, let's just do it. And I'm said, okay, fine, whatever. It's not, it's not worth it. We'll just get it done with. But I was like, because I had gotten two beers, and I think the total was something like fourteen dollars, and I ended up paying twenty five, and uh, and then plus the tip. And so I just like, I seriously, man. I mean, seriously, really. So, I don't know. It's just yeah, one of those things. Because essentially, you only should have... Yeah, I agree with you. I agree 100%. Because you should have paid, like, maximum 10 bucks, right? Your beer plus tip and tax. Maximum for your second drink that... Because Neil said, I'll pay okay, for the two drinks, the right? Yeah, yeah. So, that it, it, you and I are on the same page. And he, and he was... And then he was like, uh, oh, well, you ate so much... He was saying whatever yeah, he's like, And yeah, I'm not exactly. saying anything because I know... I know me. I'm only. I'm only out. You know, technically, I'm. I'm there. Not really out anything because I'm paying for what I consume. But you know, technically, he should have paid for my beer, right? But it really doesn't matter. It's pretty minuscule. It's not like we were out for hours and hours and hours. But I just, you know, it's the principle. And I thought it was so funny how I dodged the bullet and you ended up paying for a good portion of what he drinks because. Yeah, his his glass of wines that he got was twice as much as what we paid for our beers. <laughs> and I knew, I right? knew, the, I knew the moment that he or, that that he ordered his second drink. I was like, oh, in the back of my mind, this is not going to go well. Like I had, I had a premonition. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was. Not but it's funny be because right. when when you when you brought that up, and then he was like, just let it be or whatever. I I almost was going to be like, well, Neil, you know. Technically, I was going to be the arbiter, but I'm like, I'm not getting in this. I'm not involved. Well, and myself. then don't forget too. <laughs> I provided other refreshments as well. 
So, yeah, so, yeah, 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 for know, sure. I, I got mean, you. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you know, <laughs> getting getting comp for the for my two beers would have yeah. would have been a yeah. adequate uh, <laughs> adequate trade off, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, mean, funny, I, don't, I don't hold anything. It's it's one of those things, too, where it's a good reminder is like, yeah, you know, you just got <laughs> that's why I hate going to bars, too, especially in the, if the tab is getting split and stuff like that. Bro, I'm just not my brother's not friend. Uh, my brother's friend has this technique that he uses. I have to ask him exactly the details of what it is. I think what it I think what he does is he avoids he avoids buying the first round. Like if someone goes out, right? They figure out with a group of friends. Let's just say someone pays for, let's just say six drinks, right? And you're one of the six people and he avoids buying the first round. But then what he'll do is he might avoid buying the second round. I can't remember, but, but then he'll buy, he'll buy the second or the third round, but he'll buy it for himself and like two other people and then, oh, where were, yeah, I bought, I bought the second round or I bought the third round. Where were you guys? And so he only covers half the position, right? And so that's his way of like not having a sh- <laughs> to shell out like all these drinks for people. But I've been in the position too. You never want to buy the first round because I've been out before. It's like, I'll get first round. And then what happens? You don't go to, no, like you go to another bar or people split up and all of a sudden you buy like seven drinks for people and then you get like one drink bought for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I will say though, um, one of one of the nice things about being in Jersey because we've had a lot of functions that I that I've had to go to, and uh, if if it is a, um, um, what is it, a open uh, like a pay bar or whatever. Um, yeah. There is always going to be somebody open who's like, "Oh, father, yeah. here, let me buy you a drink or something like that." And so I literally never have to pay for drinks myself uh, when I'm right. out here. That's so it's awesome. like, I mean. You know, something like that doesn't bother me at all because I have certainly, uh, I don't want to say leached, but certainly been granted my fair share of um, free drinks without... I would say that is, no, that's not leeching. That is a benefit of the collar. That is a benefit of the collar. People want to uh, provide for you, right? Yeah. You You do your service and you are repaid. But yeah, I mean, it's not like... When I'm telling the story, I don't want to sound, you know, cheap. It's whatever. But at the same time, like, I don't have discretionary income that I can just fucking fan out like Monopoly money. It's more the right? principle. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's both. <laughs> it's the principle. It's the principle. Yes, it's yeah. the principle. Where it's like, but you know. gosh, that was, that was so, when that happened, I'm happy you brought that up because I was like, I knew there was something that I really wanted to bring up since that happened. I couldn't remember what it was. Because I could have sworn I was I could have sworn that you were on Neil's side. No, I was not on Neil's side. I was not on Neil's That's side. That's the only reason I let it drop so quickly. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. I was on your side. And I would say that 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 you were one hundred percent uh fair in your argument and your sentiment regarding the situation. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Well, thank you. But I it was, just, it I was very that. entertaining for me. I, yeah, yeah man, it was very any, Anything for a good story, right? <laughs> yeah. The cost of storytelling. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time.